right. Welcome, 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 everyone. Praise the Lord. Welcome Praise to the Lord. Amen. Amen. This is episode number 11, the Christian Talk Show, Knowing Who You Are. Pastor Caesar, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Thank you so very much. It's been a blessed day. Amen. Amen, Pastor. Amen. God is doing big things, Pastor. He's doing he sure wonderful is. things. And the audience is growing. Praise the God. audience is growing by leaps and bounds, Pastor. Have you seen any of the numbers? I actually have, uh, you know, periodically, I, I have my page obviously set to uh, our material. So uh, anytime Amen. I go on, I can see the numbers. And I mean, I've seen in some of our shows, 8,000 and some of them uh, 11,000 and some of them 14,000. Uh, it's just incredible what God has done and the growth we've seen. And all glory and praise to God, because I'll tell you, all we know, all the honor. you and I both know it is him. It is not us. Amen. 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 It's all God and it's all his doing. Yes. And, you know, Pastor, he's just so gracious to us and just blessing each and every one of us, Pastor. And we're just so yes. thankful for what he's doing. Absolutely. We are. I'll tell you, uh, it's it's been uh roller coaster ride but of the best kind <laughs> amen it, it that's right it's off scary at first but when you see god's work it's it's incredible and you just feel so blessed and honored and humbled by it amen yes sir yes sir that's right you know pastor we have uh you know like you said the 14,000 3,000 it's it's you know it's just so humbling to see all the listeners in all the different countries continue to connect with what we're saying. And I know that they're getting blessed. Amen. Amen. And that's the most exciting part out of all of this, because just to have numbers to have numbers doesn't, uh, you know, it's, it doesn't mean anything. It's right. you want to know that you're touching people's lives, that, that, that God is working on the inside of people and changing lives and transforming lives. It's, it's incredible to see the work of God in that sense, you know? So uh, I just feel very blessed and very honored to be a part of this. I'll tell you. Yes. Uh, me as well. Very, very blessed and honored to be a part of God's work. And yes. I know he's going to bless more people. Amen. Pastor, why don't you go ahead and uh, give us our, Yes, sir. Father God in heaven, we come before you again, Father God, with praise and thanksgiving in our hearts, my God. We pray, Father God, that you would have your way today, Father God, that you would give us the words to speak, Father God, that we would be oracles of God, Father. We pray that every heart would be able to hear, Father God, listen and understand your word, Father God, that they would be blessed and that their lives would be changed and transformed, Father God. We thank you for the work that you are doing in us, the work that you are doing through this ministry, Father God, and you are touching people's hearts all over the world, Father God. We are so honored, humbled, and we give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor 
because you so richly deserve it, Father God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen and amen, Pastor. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, Pastor, tonight is another special night with a lot of good topics. Yes. You know, and as we look at these topics tonight, Pastor, you know, I, I know as Christians, and I know we talk about this each week, but <clears throat> we're in we're in a protected space. We're in this space where God has, if you want to call it, these walls, these these gates, this armor around us. Yes. So, Pastor, what do you have to say, or what's your take on God's protection? Well, I think there's no way to get around. We are definitely in a battle. We are at war with the enemy. There's there's no getting around it. You're either part of God's army or you're part of the enemy's army. There's no two ways. You've been drafted. Remember when they used to have the draft and you'd pull lottery numbers? You are drafted. You you can't you can't say no to 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 both. You you got to be on one or the other side. So with that, when you join any branch of the military, you have people higher ups that are looking out for your best interest, and we are in God's army, and God is our commander in chief, if you will. He's He's our everything, and He needs to place a wall of protection about His people so that we're not destroyed. But in that as well, I think we need to learn uh, Scripture because He says, "My people perish for lack of knowledge, for lack of understanding." You know, we hear the same things. Uh, said in church over and over and over and we read the same things over and over but when God is in the mix he gives you revelation knowledge he gives you things to say and to, to read and to think about that you've never heard uh, quite that way and I think that's part of his protecting us him guarding our hearts, guarding our minds so that we don't become um, uh, if uh, kind of lazy, if you will. You know, he wants us to be stirred up. He wants us to be on fire. He wants us to be encouraged. He wants us to be happy. He wants us to grow. Amen. And that's what we want as part of this program for our listeners is for them to grow, to come to really know Christ, come to know God the Father, come to know who they are, who we are in Christ. Amen. And if we give our lives over to him, he will absolutely protect us. Amen. Yeah, absolutely, Pastor. He's he's definitely going to protect us like you said if we stay connected and keep seeking and trusting in the lord so deuteronomy chapter 31 verse 6 be strong and courageous do not be afraid or terrified because of them for the lord your god goes with you he will never leave you nor forsake you pastor 
Amen. 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 That's right. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, I think one of the things we should look at is what does he, in essence, protect us from, right? I mean, why do we need his protection? Well, first of all, like I said, we're definitely in a battle. We know uh, how evil this world is. We know, um, you know, because of this pandemic, there's a lot of people, you know, that are in very bad moods, unfortunately, and and lash out at the first chance they get. So we need protection from not only the world. We need protection against demonic forces. We need uh, protection against, you know, uh, their 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 assignments, their their power that tries to come against us. We need protection from uh, disease. We need protection from death. We need protection even from uh, enemies that are out there plotting against us. Amen. So if we start to look at scripture, right? We have here a scripture, First uh, Corinthians ten thirteen. It says, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. So we need even protection in essence from ourselves because we get tempted all the time. And we need to know that God can always provide and always does provide a way out because uh, have you ever been in a place minister Jermaine where um, you feel you, you walk into a room and you just feel something's off. Something's amiss. Right. And all of a sudden, let's say you start getting tempted with, Whatever it is, somebody getting you angry or or, you know, uh, uh, people sometimes, you know, they might have a lustful thought or or what have you. The the. The temptation. Is not the sin. It's the action that follows the temptation. See, the enemy sets a trap, but it's up to us to walk around or over it or what have you, and not step into the trap, right? So temptation itself is not sinful just because we're tempted. It's when we act on that temptation that it becomes sin. You understand? No, no, you're absolutely right. You know, the Satan and uh, the demonic forces, the enemy is always looking to see and seek who they can devour. See, the, the thing is, Pastor, when 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 Spirit of God gives you this 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 new we're gonna call it uh, uh re, when you're reborn again this new this new zeal this new energy there's going to be tactics by the enemy to distract you from that. So when you look That's at right. those tactics, not that the enemy can have you, they can't they can't, you know, they can't take you from God, but their job is to take you away from the glory. So when you look at what happened to Job, and we go to Job 1, 10, uh, Job uh, chapter 1, verse 10, 
and I read it here out of the uh, New Living Translation, you have always put a wall of protection around him. This is the Satan talking, talking to God, right? You have always put a wall right. of protection around him and his home and his property. You have made That's him right. prosper in everything he does. Look how rich he is. Because they know the richness is not necessarily all the money, but it's the richness is God. That's right. That's right. And if you if you look, uh, to piggyback kind of off of that, is on Second uh, Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 3. It says, but the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. And that's what he was doing with Job, protecting him from the evil one. Now, sometimes God will allow certain uh, things to happen to us as his children in order to grow our faith, in order to grow our strength in order to build our character. Because when you're in the service, I mean, you're, you're ex-serviceman. Uh, did you, did you have to train? Did you have to run? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Did you, did you have to have your, your bed made a, a certain way? And did you have to wake up uh, real early and, and eat at a certain time and eat only certain things. If you were in certain countries, I mean, did they prepare you for battle? Did you, did you train with weapons and how to clean your weapon and uh, how to load your weapon? Did they teach you all that? They teach you all of it, pastor, all of it. Absolutely. Because you're no good out on the battlefield. If you don't know what you're doing, right? You have to know what you're doing. See, like people sometimes will say, uh, you know, you're feeling sick or something. Oh, you're being possessed. It's like, no, 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 no. Listen, if you're a Christian, let's get this clear for our audience. If you are a born again, sanctified Christian, you cannot be possessed. You can be okay. oppressed, mm-hmm. but you cannot right, be right. possessed. There's a big difference. They can hassle you. They can they can try to uh, torment you and distract you and and make you you know doubt or whatever in in your mind but they can't take over because god has that wall of protection around you and the holy spirit lives in you and if the holy spirit lives in you what did the lord say he says listen a a house divided against itself cannot stand it cannot so the darkness cannot mix in with the light, the light that God has deposited in us because he has left us with the paraclete, the the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, however you want to call him. He's left us with that so that we are strengthened, so that we, we do grow in the knowledge of Christ. Amen. And that way we become stronger and stronger. And then the whole point is to help others encourage others train others how to fight this battle so that they aren't feeling constantly defeated amen amen sir so so pastor as as we look at the protection and what god's protecting us from now would it be you know as a subtopic here could it be that we're kind of blinded from seeing some of these underworld or enemies until we're ready. 
Absolutely. I, listen, I think if we were able to see the spiritual world, I think we would probably just go crazy. We'd go insane. If we saw some of the demonic forces around us, if we saw some of the, some of the huge uh, battle, you know, hardened uh, uh, angels around us, I mean, look, look at what happened with Saul on the road to Damascus, right? I mean, the, the fear that threw everybody back, you know, and they were, they were all afraid. And when, when God speaks, we've, we've talked about this before, that anytime God shows up on the scene, there's usually a very loud sound that, that, that happens, right? And it, it, it can be extremely scary. And I, I think that's why the Lord protects us from seeing all these things until we're ready. See, when you got battle tested, right? When, when uh, I'm sorry, when you got trained, you still weren't battle tested. You were trained, but now you had to get out there and engage the enemy. Mm-hmm. And that's a scary thing, unless you're absolutely ready. And even if it becomes scary, you push through that fear because your training kicks in and you know what to do. So it's the same thing. If, if for example, when you are a new, a new born again Christian, and if you saw this demon. You know, you, you, a, a, a person that turns around and looks at you and their eyes go like like a cat, you know, straight up and down the pupils. You'd probably die of a heart attack of fright right there on the spot. But when you're trained and you're close to God and God feels you're ready, listen, he'll give you discernment to see things, to feel things, to hear things. I mean, have you ever even heard your voice called? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, and you walk away and then something happens. It's like in that, in that moment, it's like you hear somebody call you like with strength. I I had a friend who, uh, very tough, very tough, um, subject. Uh, she was, um, let, let's say just just to save uh, our audience a little bit of a heartache here, but she was jumped by several men, mm. uh, and they had their way. Uh, they stabbed her several times, and they they threw her over some bushes uh, close to to uh, college, and this was at night in the evening. Um, she told me that she was basically bleeding to death. She said, I was, I was just waiting to die. I really was. I, I, I couldn't get up. I didn't have the strength. I, I was dizzy. I, you know, I was passing in and out. And she says, and I heard a voice. She said, a commanding, clear voice. Tell me, get up. And she says, it, it like snapped me like awake. And I heard the voice again, very clear and very strong. She said, like, like a drill sergeant, get up now. And she says she got up and threw herself over those bushes. And just as she did that, there was a couple of people that were about to walk by her. And they saw her and they called the ambulance 
And she made it. She's alive to this day. She has some some pretty heavy battle scars in her stomach and what have you. Mm, mm -hmm. But that's what I'm talking about. It's like when you're ready, listen, God will tell you where to go. What to do you know, speak to that person? Go to this person's house. I had another friend who God was telling him, my my friend Mondo, you have talked to you about him before. Right. Well, he said that he was coming home from work. He was tired. He was hungry. He was very sleepy. He had had a, a, a long, long day. And he said that as he was almost home, he said, I heard a voice tell me, go to this individual's house. He says, is a man I knew. And I'm like, oh, Lord, I'm, I'm so tired and I'm hungry. I'm sleepy. It's like, I'll just go tomorrow. And he said he absolutely heard God tell him, no, go now. So he went to this gentleman's house. He knocked on the door and the son was there with his father. And the son says, I've been waiting for you. His son didn't know anything about what God had told him. They hadn't been on the phone or nothing. He just said, I've been waiting for you. And as he walked in, his father was struggling to breathe. He was dying of like, I guess, a stroke or a heart attack or something. But he was able to speak to him at least. And the man was, was not a believer. And he gave his life to Christ right there in that instant and died the next morning. Now, wow. if my friend had not listened to the voice of God, that man would have died and probably without salvation. What do you think would have happened to my friend? He would have been thinking about that and thinking, about, and oh, why didn't I obey? Why didn't I listen? I should have gone because he had the opportunity. So I think definitely once we're ready, God will bring that light to us to go reach out to others. And I'll tell you, the invisible world is much more real than the natural world. In the invisible world are where things are happening. And there's a lot of people that don't believe in this invisible world. They don't believe there's a heaven. They don't believe there's a hell. They don't believe there's a God. And I try to explain people, look, if, if I'm wrong and there is no God and you believe in God, you lose nothing when you die. But if I'm right and there is a God and you die and you have to give an account, listen, you have everything to lose. So why not, as they say, reach out to God? And listen, God's fully aware of how we feel what we think, where our hearts are. And if you reach out to him, I mean, really honest, not not trying to make fun or like, you know, in the days of the Sadducees and the Pharisees, you know, uh, show us a sign. Oh, you know, give us a miracle so we can believe. No, if you're really like, look, God, I, I don't know whether you are there, you're not, you exist, you don't, there's a fairy tale. I don't know, but listen, if you are real, I'm asking you, God, please show yourself to me. Show me that you are really there. 
guaranteed without fail, God will show you. God will absolutely show you. He'll show up in your life. Amen. No, absolutely, Pastor. You know, this is very interesting. You, you, you bring it up in that context where, you, you know, you say your friend Mondo had heard and uh, some instruction very loud. Yes. <clears throat> so in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, the natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him or foolish. And he yes. is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. Amen. Amen. Wow. See, the word of God, I'm telling you, listen, there are times where I have walked into a home or into a business or even around a certain person. Believe me, you can feel the evil in there. You can just feel it. You ever walked inside a dark home? And you feel the, the hair stand up on the back of your of your head. It's like, oh, what was that? And mm -hmm. you feel like this ugly feeling. What, what do you think? I mean, what do you think that is? That certainly that isn't God. And you're not seeing anything. So why would you feel afraid? Why would your spirit feel that? Why would your your natural uh nerves react to that? If there's nothing in the house, nothing. Because you can't see what is really there. But you can feel it. Amen. No, absolutely, Pastor. You know, these things that we're talking about are spiritual indeed. So, you know, as Paul wrote, you know, we, we don't fight against, you know, physical. We fight against, you know, spiritual. These are not flesh and blood, right? These things are spiritual, right, right Pastor? Right. Um, so the second topic, Pastor, is the invisible world. And I know you already mentioned it, but it's more real than what people actually think. Yes. Yes, it is. Absolutely. It, it, is, it is so real. You, you, can, you can sense it. You can feel it. You can even hear it. You know, sometimes when uh, you say, listen, I I, I heard the voice of God and it's not like you hear it audibly you hear it in your spirit man but there are times where you absolutely actually hear and it's not like oh you know this this individual is, is schizophrenic and he's hearing voices in his head it's not that kind of a feeling it's it's you know what does he say listen my sheep hear my voice and they know me my sheep know me you know did you know that uh, 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 an actual sheep herder that that the the herder actually uh, calls out to the sheep in a certain way and each sheep recognizes only that sheep herder they won't go with anybody else they recognize the voice of their shepherd. And that's how we as Christians need to be. We need to be so in tuned with God that we know his voice. That my, my spiritual father, uh, Pastor Art, and peace may he rest, uh, he told me once he was driving on the freeway, and he said, I, I heard an audible voice. He said, and I know it was the Holy Spirit. 
He said, change lanes. And he's like, okay, he's going, you know, 65 on the freeway or whatever it is. He, he says, as soon as he turned the wheel to change into the next lane, the car in front of him skid. There was something in the road. And he hit another car, and, and a couple of cars got into an accident, and, and the one that was directly in front of him rolled a few times. Wow. He would have absolutely been in that accident. He had his wife and his kids with him. So just because he heard, you know, his shepherd change lanes. Like, okay. And he just obeyed. Okay. He didn't know what was going on. But he soon found out, right? And I've had that happen to me, you know. So I, it, this is these are not stories that I've only heard from others. I've experienced them personally, and so can you, all of our listening audience. You can absolutely hear God's voice and follow His promptings. If you get close to God, if you really seek his face, if you really learn his word, if you really pray to him, if you worship him in spirit and in truth. Listen, I guarantee you, God will blow your mind. There's no way around it. Amen. Oh, you sure will. That's absolutely right. You know, I, I, I got the uh, scripture here. It's Ephesians chapter six, verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Amen. 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 And notice it says of this world. It does. Of this. This world. Right. You remember you know, the, the, bat the battle that went on when Daniel was, was praying for 21 days and uh, you know the prince of persia you know started fighting up in the air right with the angel That's right i mean and and he, he said he's hey listen god dispatched the answer right then and there but i got you know held up over here in in the air fighting a, a battle you know the gabriel had to go get michael the archangel and so that means mm -hmm. it was a heavy battle. That all is taking place and we don't even know. We don't even know. But that means that God hears our prayers. The prayers of a righteous man availeth much. So if, if you are truly surrendered to God and you're praying to him for that loved one that isn't saved, for that loved one that's in the hospital near death or with cancer or diabetes or having a stroke or or what have you or the, this baby that that, that was born uh, prematurely and and you're praying and you get several of your brothers and sisters in Christ to start praying listen i've seen miracles happen just miraculous things that the doctors can't even explain they're like, I, I don't know what happened. I don't know what you did, but keep on doing it. It's like, yeah, we know. We know what happened. We know who, who was <laughs> <That's> there. Right. <laughs> right? That ever happened to you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we have family members or, you know, people in the church. Uh, there was a certain gentleman 
we just got this uh, text message. You, you probably remember it was a group text uh, over a little bit over a year ago. Um, <clears throat> one of his little girls uh, was getting transported, life flight down to a bigger, a bigger uh, facility, a bigger hospital. And uh, all of us went into prayer, right. um, you know, texting back and forth. But, you know, <clears throat> I know, like myself, Pastor, got on my knees in my prayer closet and we, we, we dispatched healing, Jehovah Rapha, to this little girl. And didn't know where, what, what facility she was going to, just know she was on life flight. Next week, she's healed, Pastor. She's out of the hospital. God's amazing. He's wow. amazing. Wow, he, he really maybe, is. Maybe, yes, maybe. He really is. Yeah, I was just thank God that he he heard and remembered that family. Yeah, amen. I'll tell you, you know, all these people that think this is just nonsense and a fairy tale. Listen, I I challenge you. Reach out to God and just ask Him to show Himself to you. I'm telling you, you will see things you would never have imagine i mean god is so good and he's so merciful and he's so loving and he's so wonderful and he wants the best for us but we have to we have to answer the call you know the call to to reach out to christ to be saved to live a righteous life, to live right, to treat people right, to love people, to forgive people. You know, all these things are, are important. Amen? It sure is. No, it, it sure is. And, and, you know, Pastor, as we start to look at how <clears throat> things are so invisible, you know, there's certain darknesses that we come against, and these are forces. And sometimes the darkness actually provides us room for growth. Let me give you an example. When we take seeds of, say, I don't know, a tomato, a t you know, tomatoes or some type of fruit tree, like say apple tree, right? Right. The seeds don't grow on the shelf. Now they, we can put them on the shelf for years. They could be on a shelf. In fact, they found some seeds in in uh, <coughs> excuse me in Egypt about a year ago, and those seeds were reportedly I don't know two thousand years old. Wow! They didn't grow until they were buried. Now they had right. to be put in the dark place under the dirt, which is a heavy load, and then they started to grow. So sometimes these dark places or or these dark seasons are not necessarily to set us back. Yes. But it's to set us up for victory. What, what do you think about that, Pastor? Did we, did we lose you, Pastor? Uh, germinate, you know, start to actually grow. Amen. And uh, I'll tell you, it when it grows a tree when it finally bears fruit there's now thousands upon thousands of seeds that's right right if it's if it's if it's an apple there's all kinds of seeds if it's you know an orange there's all kinds of seeds in in these things you know and they are the ones that will actually 
grow a, a orchard, a, a big crop. And that's why we as, as people, we need to die to sin. We need to die to our fleshly desires, right? In order for God to really work in us and through us, and then we're able to bear much fruit. As we've seen, happening even now. And I just pray that people are really, by what we're presenting, tasting and seeing, and that they will accept the fruit, so to speak, of Jesus Christ and become themselves farmers of orchards where they're now giving the word out to others, amen, and helping others and keep them encouraged and keep them on fire for the things of the Lord. Amen. Amen, sir. Amen. You know, Pastor, this brings us to another point in our third topic here, Pastor. It's laying hands of healing. You know, so once you have this power and you, and you understand, you can see the invisible, now you're using that protection and you're laying hands and you're healing people. Have you seen miraculous things done or God do miraculous things from using people as they laid hands on people. Absolutely. I'll tell you, you know, the devil can, can try to fool us in many areas, right? This is one where I know that I know that I know. I, I have absolutely no doubt when it comes to miraculous healings because I was personally healed from a severe back injury i i couldn't really even walk um i was told by uh two neurosurgeons and an orthopedic surgeon i had to go uh in for an operation a back operation there's a 50 50 chance you could end up in a wheelchair for the rest of your life paralyzed i had tried acupuncture acupressure uh chiropractic uh, every kind of uh legal prescription drug you could you could think of to, to mask all the pain and these big giant uh it was almost like an epidural a big big giant needle that would go into into my back and it would freeze my nerve and it was a, a very um uh, a, a very powerful steroid and they could only do it four times in a year so uh every three months you know that's that's when i could get it and it was just no way to live. I was newly married. I, I, it was, I couldn't carry a grocery bag without, you know, being in absolute agony, you know, later on that night or the next day because, you know, the, the nerve would, would get pinched and, you know, I had some, some discs that, that had bulged out. So it was really, really bad. And I remember a guy that I, I had barely met praying for me on the phone. And I felt the healing going through me. And I, I, I felt like this, this warmth. And I thought, ah, you know, that, come on, I was a brand new Christian. I'm like, this is kind of crazy. I mean, is it my imagination or what? But I'll tell you, since that day that he prayed for me over the phone, 
I never had to take another shot, another uh, chiropractic appointment, another doctor, nothing, nothing to this day. And it's been like 16 years now. So I know that I know when, when that happened to me, I went to lay hands on an individual who had a, 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 an operation almost like from um, the wrist, but not, not on that side, on the top side of the arm. He had had some kind of an accident. He had a, a from almost the wrist to his elbow, a big, long, long, you know, full of stitches. And they were afraid it was going to get infected and what have you. And my spiritual father, my pastor, called me over and he says, Hey, I need you to pray for this guy. And I was still, like I say, a fairly new Christian. And I'm like, well, why? I mean, you're the pastor, you know, it's kind of like, you got the power, man, you know? And, uh, he says, no, no, because you've been healed. So you have the faith needed for this right now. So I need you to join with my faith and let's pray for this young man. So we prayed and it was in the middle of a park. It was on Easter. We prayed for this individual he was supposed to have his stitches and all this stuff removed. I don't know. I, I think like in three months. Well, within a week, it completely healed up and the doctors could not explain it. They absolutely were completely baffled. And when I got the report, I know it was when we laid hands and prayed for his arm. It was a miraculous healing. Amen. No, that sounds that sounds incredible. So this young man was was healed almost instantaneously, Pastor. Is that is that what you're saying? Yes, yes. What should have taken three or four months took a week. So I absolutely believe in. And listen, there's there's lots and lots of scripture. Boy, I, I'll tell you, we'd be here all night. There is a lot of scriptures uh, in the Bible about the laying on of hands. And how they use so many, so much, and the old and the New Testament, right? Uh, there was a laying on of hands, for example, for healings, for passing on blessings, right? For uh, setting someone apart for service, for uh, deliverance or casting out of demons, for passing on wisdom. Right. For being filled with the Holy Spirit. There's a lot of scriptures on this. And and if I can, I'd like to give a, a couple here um, in Mark 10, 16. It says, and he took them in his arms and began blessing them, laying his hands on them. On Luke, in Luke 440, it says, while the sun was setting all those who had any who were sick with various diseases brought them to him and laying his hands on each one of them, he was healing them. In Acts 8.17, it says, Then they began laying their hands on them and they were receiving the Holy Spirit. In Revelation 117, it says, when I saw him, I fell at his feet like a dead man. And he placed his right hand on me saying, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. 
In Leviticus 1.4, he says, He shall lay his hand on the head of the burnt offering, that it may be accepted for him to make atonement on his behalf. And then finally, here's a warning, because people are quick to want to just go and, and lay hands on uh, people at the altar and just start praying for them because they feel, you know, like, oh, you know, uh, they're excited, just like I was when I got healed. I was very excited, right? But in 1 Timothy 5.22, it gives a warning. It says, do not lay hands upon anyone too hastily and thereby share responsibility for the sins of others. Keep yourself free from sin. So it's delicate. You can't just go up there and start laying hands. Because listen, those, those demon spirits and stuff, they, they jump out. They obey the word of God. <laughs> yes, right. And if you ain't living right, if you, you know, it's like, hey, this is dangerous because now he, if you're not fully, you know, born again, you're you're just kind of having an emotional thing. You know, that thing may may jump on you, you know, so you have to be careful. We have to be very careful. But definitely we should be laying uh, laying hands on people. You know, these are some of the gifts that were left for us. Right. The same thing as as speaking in tongues. A lot of people think, oh, it's just gibberish. No, listen, there's there's examples in the Bible where where you speak in tongues. It's it's a heavenly language. It's it's you know, uh, it's like when when the Holy Spirit is is, is speaking with uh, with groanings, you know, uh, pleading, praying, in essence, for us. Right. I mean. There's there's the 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 speaking on of tongues, the laying on of, of hands. There's, you know, the gift of prophecy or or, you know, of discernment. You know, there's a lot of things that God can give you. And so that you're in essence weaponized, trained. And now you know how to fight, because since we wrestle not against flesh and flesh and blood, you can't throw punches at the enemy. It's not going to work. It's an ineffective weapon because you're trying to fight the spiritual in the natural. You've got to fight spirit in the spirit, right? Look at what, what happened with, with Jesus when he was led to the desert and the enemy appeared to him, right? What did Satan start doing? He started quoting scripture. God using God's own word to try to trick, manipulate, fool Jesus. And what did Jesus fight back with? Did he start trying to throw punches? Scripture. No. With scripture. With God's word. It was spirit. That's the way you fight. So you have to be prepared and you have to know your enemy and the weapons that he uses, because the Bible tells us not to be ignorant of the devices of the enemy. We have to know who he is and how dirty he fights so that we'll know in the spirit how to fight back. Amen. No, absolutely, Pastor. That, that's a that's a really good point. You know, Pastor, I know um, we, we talked and and. Um, we want to reference some some oil as well as as uh, you know as a contribution to to laying uh, la, you know healing with hands uh, laying on hands with hands um, 
so I wanted to look at Genesis 37, and we'll start at 20, verse 25. <clears throat> then they sat down to eat, and looking up, they saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead with their camels bearing gum, balm, myrrh on the way to carry it down to Egypt. <clears throat> now, amen. Now, the, this balm was the balm of Gilead. It was a special oil, Pastor. It was this oil that was so blessed out of the hills of Gilead that the hill you, hill people of, of diseases. Amen. It was very, very expensive. Have you seen oil, blessed oil from the church or if somebody has and it just blesses someone, like, you know, just heals them because they put that oil on them. Have you seen anything like that? Yes, I'll, I'll tell you, it's it's. It's funny because you you think well what it's 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 just oil, you know, but that's what the Bible instructs us to use. So it's not don't think it's like the oil that 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 you know some of these uh, scam artists you know sell you on mm -hmm. TV and you know snake oh oil. this blessed and anointed snake oil yeah you know <laughs> what I mean and. And it's like, you know, only $39.95. It's like, no, no, come on, come on. You know, you, you can you can take uh, uh, get some uh, extra virgin olive oil from the store and, and, and bless it, pray over it, and you can start anointing people with that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's 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 the power of God. It's not necessarily in the oil per se, you know. But it's what God's instruction is to us. So when we use it, his power is activated. His power is running through us, through the oil, through the prayers, right? By the spirit of God. It's not just because, oh, we, we, we got oil and I guess it's got some, you know, uh, special properties in the oil. No. Listen, it's God. God is the one who heals. God is the one who comforts. God is the one who warns. God is the one who encourages. You know, because I'll tell you, we're not always, even as pastors, as ministers, you know, we're, we're not always totally feeling oh happy and encouraged and you know hey listen there are times we we go through things like everybody else we're human amen and our humanity shows and sometimes you're so frustrated you want to quit you want to mm -hmm. get angry at people you want to take revenge on people sometimes you know because you're so frustrated you're so angry but listen the bible says listen it's okay to get angry but sin not. Uh, attuned to what God tells us to do. And if he says, listen, go pray for this individual. Get some anointing oil. Right? Or you read it. It's already in scripture. He's already told us what to do. Then go and anoint people that are sick with oil and pray for them. And then believe for God's healing. Amen. Lots of times people say, well, but I did that and, and, and God didn't, didn't answer my prayer. Well, it might not be right then and there. Mm -hmm. It might be later. 
right? Sometimes even when people are suffering and you go and you pray for them and maybe God decides to take them home. Listen, we need to understand. Your will be done, Lord, not mine. Your will. And he is sovereign. And if he decides, listen, I'm calling this person home, then he's calling them home. And there have been people that tried to actually take their life. I heard of uh, this one individual who said he went to, to, to commit suicide. He jumped out of like, I don't know, a 12-story window or something. And a gust of wind blew him back two floors down through another window. Wow. And they were interviewing this gentleman and he said, it absolutely cured me. He said, because the minute I threw myself off that balcony, you know, ran out of the room and threw myself off that balcony, the instant I was in the air, I immediately regretted what I did. He says, it just, your life does flash before you. And I just thought, oh my God, what did I do? No, I don't want to die. And all of a sudden, boom, I was in a, a couple of, uh, you know, a couple of floors below, crashed through another window in the balcony. And he said, and it cured me. I never thought about suicide again. That was the scariest thing in my life. And it, it absolutely cured me. So, you know, we've heard of people that have come down with their parachutes not working. And end up, you know, uh, in, you know, in some marsh or, you know, hit a bunch of trees before they actually, you know, hit some soft sand or something. And they're broken up pretty bad, but they live. So you have to understand that through all this, you know, just like even Jesus's disciples, when they were praying, they're like, they, they, they couldn't, you know, get these demons out. And the Lord said, you know, well, sometimes, you know, there has to be fasting in prayer. So it, it all, it all rests on God's shoulder. So you can't go and pray for somebody and that's it. God's will is to call them home. And you think I didn't do my job. I didn't have enough faith. I didn't, and you start feeling all this overwhelming guilt or that you're not a good enough Christian or whatever. No, no, no. We always have to surrender our will to his will. Amen. And to his timing. That's right. It's, it's all about God's time and it's his will and we're his children. That's right. Hey, pastor, believe it or not, that's the hour. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. 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 Pastor. Hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. You know, Pastor, this is very in-depth show uh, today. You got any closing yeah. sta statements for the? Just trust God with all your heart. Get to know Him, and watch what He'll do in your life. Follow His direction. Follow His voice. You'll hear it. You'll feel it in your spirit. If you really draw close to him, he says, draw nigh unto me and I will draw nigh unto you. So get close to God. Amen. Amen. That's right, Pastor. Get close to God. That's right.
You know, this is another powerful show, Pastor. I know everyone is going to be blessed when they listen to this show, Pastor. It's really, really Amen. doing big things. I, and, and I appreciate all that you're doing for, for the listeners. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. I'm going to go ahead and close this out in prayer, Pastor. Yes, sir. All right. Heavenly Father, King of Kings, thank you. Thank you. And we thank you. We have lift and bless your holy name. Thank you for making the word real to us so we can understand it, so we can taste and see the goodness that you have for us, Father. Thank you, Father, for just blessing us with this mean to spread the word, the gospel, the good news to all your children. Thank you, Father, for allowing your children to be blessed and increased in you. Continue to keep them safe keep them healed, keep them blessed. These are all things we ask for in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Another, hallelujah, Pastor. Another good show. Amen. We want to remind all the listeners, each Saturday we come on. I know we're late today. Today's Sunday, but each Saturday, look for us at 730 at 8 o'clock Pacific time. On the Podbean, this is Minister Jermaine Woodall with Pastor Cesar Vargas. We want you to stay safe, stay healthy, and remember, you You have have the power. power. Amen. Amen.